Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hi, thanks so much for the time today. Congrats on the book. Hey, th- thank you so much. I appreciate that intro. And yeah, it's great to finally uh, get here. The-, the timing couldn't be more perfect with all of these asinine flags <laughs> and just the NFL getting so unbelievably soft. Uh, the-, the need to save this sport oh. is-, is very real. So I-, I thank Roger and the 32 owners for you know, overly sanitizing the sport that we love right now. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the fact that nobody will cover Mark Andrews or Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. <laughs> any circumstance. They, yeah. Like, there's a no-cover rule. Uh, <laughs> Those two I tight ends are literally you... saving their teams? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen two teams more tight end dependent on my life than them. What's going on there, buddy? It's so true. I mean, it's, it, it, it's been that way for decades, for eras. And it, it, to see the NFL become so... Uh, tight end centric. I, th- I think with Travis Kelsey, with Tony Gonzalez, with Rob Gronkowski, with George Kittle, with Ben Coates, every single tight end from every single era would then tell you, then pay us. The money we deserve. I mean, it's the most underpaid position, uh, which lends itself to a, a whole different conversation about the psychology there. But you're right. I mean, they do it all. I mean, they block, they catch passes down the field, they run people over. It's the sport distilled to one position. And I mean, until you just make this thing flag, it, it, it's alive and well right there at the tight end. Ty Dunn is our guest. He's the author of The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football. Let's go back to your original point, though, though, about what we saw in the game last night and sort of this overall trend, Ty, about you said, like, sanitizing the game here. And it's tough because we kind of have two different things going on in the NFL right now. We have these roughing the passer calls, which I think everyone can admit is, you know, maybe gone too far, right, where you almost feel bad for these defensive ends and these defensive guys who are just trying to do their job and they're getting flagged. But then we have a whole other separate issue, and that's what happened with the concussion protocol and Tua and the lapses there that led to some scary scenes. Like, we all want the game safer, I think we'll say, but we don't want to see egregious roughing the passer calls. Like, I think we're kind of conflating these two these two conversations into one when they're actually two separate conversations. I, I totally agree. You know, where the NFL, what, what they really should do, I mean, all of the owners, all of the suits on Park Avenue, everybody in charge, just be honest, right? Just be honest. Stop blasting us in the face with infomercials telling us it's a safe game. Stop putting these Mars attack style padded helmets over guys in training camp. I mean, the brain is inside of a skull. It's jiggling around. You can try to make helmets safer. You used the right word there, Maggie. I mean, it can be safer, but it will never be inherently safe because the sport is inherently dangerous. It's violent. There's risk involved when you decide to play football. It's, you know, I think like, you know, something illegal, an illegal hit, when you know it, you know it. When you see it, you see it. If it's Jack Kadem over the middle of the field decapitating somebody, if it's James Harrison just lighting up, was it Bahamut Massaqua on the cover of SI? Like, you just know, and I feel like we've gotten to this point of overcorrection that football is changing before our eyes. And if the league just was honest and, you know, it, hey, it, guess what? It's violent. If you want to play, there's a risk involved. 
when guys sign up, they know by and large what they're getting into. And, you know, in my book, Ben Coates is probably the tight end hurting the most right now later in life. We hung out at his home in North Carolina. Um, he ran people over. He blocked Drew Smith, Reggie White, Morris Taylor. I mean, the guy did it all. And he struggles getting around the house. I mean, getting upstairs is a challenge for Ben Coates. You know, he needs other people to drive him around. And at the end of our conversation, he made it very clear he would do it all over again. So it, it might sound, I think, a little callous, a little rough around the edges, but I, I do think that that's what makes football different. That's why we watch. I mean, these are gladiators out there. They're, they're, this is a profession unlike any in the world. I, I think the NFL at some point, unless they just want to put flags in guys, the NFL has to own it, and they, they don't really own it anymore. Well, Ty, I think the maybe the, the better question is, Moving forward, is there a way that we can still enjoy this sport and if it's going to be the NFL football that we love and we can still have a, a place where someone like Ben Coates doesn't need help getting around, where he is able to enjoy his later life? Like, Can we have both? Can we strive for a future where both can exist? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't. I think it's – and there are a lot of retirees that are doing great. I mean, honestly, hey, we hung out with him for this book. Jackie Smith, I mean, he shined through the 60s for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, you know, he, he had as much of a part of the evolution of this position as, as anybody. I mean, he's 80, in his mid-80s. We're hanging out at the bar. He pops up, and he's reenacting routes he ran, you know? Mm-hmm. He's doing great. I mean, he exercises every day. So, I, I get it. I've written plenty on, on both sides. I mean, there are players who are absolutely hurting uh, l- later in life. I just think that... It's a work hazard that is incumbent upon the employee to to accept or not. Look, it's hey, a lot of us play football back in the day, right? In Pop Warner, you kind of realize, is this for me or is this not for me? It's for a lot of guys, and it's not for a lot of guys, I guess. Weren't you nervous? Weren't you nervous with Jackie Smith that if you hand him a beer, he was going to drop it? Because no, I'm kidding. You know, I don't even remember that. I just know he's a great player. We would we never even saw Jackie Smith play, but we know he dropped one with a cow. Anyway, I'm sure he was great. Everybody should get the book, right? We get into all that. It it affected him for decades, man. It it really did on on a deep level. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. Oh, I guess that joke was not wrong audience. Wrong audience. Good grief. Um, <laughs> Way to just pick the scab. This guy probably had to go through hours and hours of therapy just to get over it. There was a great stat last night when when Kelsey caught his fourth touchdown. It was the most touchdowns in a game by a tight end since former Eagle Jimmy Giles, a name <laughs> I haven't heard since I was five years old. Uh, I bet you don't remember Jimmy Giles, Ty? J- Jimmy Giles didn't make the cut, unfortunately. Yeah. No. We, yeah. maybe it, and it's an extended cut. We'll have to catch up with you so, in the Jimmy world there. Let's get back to some uh, general NFL topics as well. We're talking to Tyler Dunn, whose newest book, The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football. Maggie and I argue a lot about fourth fourth down and two-point conversions. Yep. Now, I consider myself an analytics guy, even though I don't know the slightest thing about analytics. <laughs> you just like the way it sounds. I just like, I just like the nerds taking over football in general. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're talking about blood and guts. How about a little <laughs> Ivy League pedigree here? Uh, I do think... How about graph paper and calculator? Yeah, I do think that... <laughs> Brandon Staley gets a little bit of an unfair rap because if he converts that fourth and two on Sunday, the Chargers coach, and they go on to beat the Browns, then I don't think he's getting all the criticism he does. They won the game anyway, but I feel like we still play the results a little bit on those kinds of decisions. What do you think? I just like it when a coach is consistent, right? He, he, 
he's going to do his thing. <laughs> and that's admirable. Doesn't always work out, right? We've, we've seen it go south for Brett Staley uh, a few times, but at least he's, he, he's consistent. You, you know that he's going to make a decision with, with conviction. And, I mean, not to go the other direction, but I think that's maybe the, the root of Nathaniel Hackett's issues, right? Like where he, he isn't consistent. He's attempting this long field goal one week, and then the next it's, you know, a tight end option followed by a penalty filed, followed by a punt instead of that field goal. It's, we just kind of want to know where you stand as an NFL head coach. And I think, like, you, you st- if you stand on something, it, it's usually going to pan out. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you on the Chargers. And it all, it, they've got the quarterback. They've got a coach who, who knows what he's doing. I, I have a good feeling things will work out for them. And, well, I don't know if everyone thinks he knows what he's doing, but they definitely have the quarterback. We're talking with Ty Dunn. We saw Matt Rule get fired, first coach fired by the Carolina Panthers. I don't think that was a really big surprise. But who do you think there's other coaches who are in danger, Ty, of getting fired midseason? Certainly not in Dallas. I mean, I really thought the Cowboys might crater without Dak Prescott. And lo and behold, um, they went. They went the other direction, right? Those Packer teams when they lost Aaron Rodgers, they just kind of went south. I mean, Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn, they're doing something right. So I think it says a lot about his coaching and, and their coaching as a staff. I mean Denver, right? Not, not to belabor the point, but they're going to have to show some type of progress. And it's not all on on Nate Hackett. And Russell Wilson, he looked like a washed quarterback last week, I and mean, he was just missing wide open receivers. Obviously, I'm sure you guys have talked a lot about it. Uh, but he's the one making a ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is in complete command and complete control of the situation in Denver. So it, it could get to that point where somebody, you know, has to fall on it, and, and, and that somebody's going to be the, the coach. And um, Russell Wilson will have that say. Hey, they made that deal that Seattle got to a point where they were a little tired of Russell Wilson kind of having carte blanche or desiring carte blanche behind the scenes in so many different ways. He's got it in Denver. So um, I, I think until they get to a point where they could even think about getting out of that contract if they wanted to, it, it, it's kind of got to be through that Russell lens, for better or worse. Okay, Tyler, which is more surprising to you, how good the NFC East is or how not good the AFC West is right now? i got to go AFC West, and I want to be optimistic with the NFC East because – Gosh, I just love Brian Dayball and, and how he's turned around that team. It's, I mean, they were in such a bad place last December. It's, it's hard to fathom that they're even competitive in games. And what they did in London against Green Bay, that, that's, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that's probably the, the Giants' biggest win in a decade. Just, <laughs> who saw that coming with that <laughs> roster? Um, but the AFC West, like, geez, I, I've used this comp before. I mean, it really has been, like, the, the finale of Game of Thrones, that whole last season. We're all jacked up for this <laughs> unbelievable, epic <laughs> season, and it's just trash. I mean, we can't even see the Battle of Winterfell, and you got <laughs> somebody flying through the air just taking out the Night King. I mean, we don't even know who the Night King is or was or what his purpose, and he goes down that easy like a chump. That's kind of the AFC West. All these teams just going down. Like, weren't you supposed to be tougher and bigger and better than this? And and then I don't know. I don't know who Brand is in this equation. Yeah, yeah the Ice Dragon. I don't know. I, I, but I'm. We should just do a whole show on this. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, what's the equivalent of Brand becoming the king at the end? Would that be Derek Carr winning a <laughs> Super Bowl? All of a sudden wins a yeah, Super Bowl. I don't know what what the. Uh, yeah, I to I me. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about are the Raiders are one and four, but they still feel like we think they're a good team though. <laughs> is it possible they turn this around? 
possible. I mean, we'll see what happens with Devontae Adams, right? Unless, God, punishment went down while we're talking here. He, they're so reliant on, on him that you need him on the field, and we'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm not going to write anybody off in that division because we, we've seen teams start one and four and claw their way back, and, and they, they looked like a good football team last night. Uh, they just got Mahomes, and a lot of teams do. I mean, you just you lose to the best quarterback on the planet. Um, what can you do? And obviously there's some bad coaching, some questionable decisions, all of that, but they seem talented enough to still string some wins together. So I, I, I wouldn't completely bail on the Raiders. Ty Dunn joining us. He's the author of The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football. Last question for me, Ty, and you're based in Buffalo and uh, in Western New York. You do a show with Isaiah McKenzie. So, you know, you're plugged in with the Bills. What do you make of some of the rumors about them potentially trying to trade for Christian McCaffrey or like Boomer Esiason here in New York was talking about maybe Saquon Barkley? I think maybe that ship has sailed. But do you think the Bills are going to be swinging for a big name at the trade deadline? I do. I do. I think that's those two names absolutely are going to be in conversation because this is the team going for it. I mean, they've got a window. They did pay Josh Allen, I guess, the – the big-time money on that contract hasn't kicked in yet, and when it does, it's a little tougher to just go shopping like they have been. But you've got a window. You've got Diggs in his prime, Gabe Davis emerging, Isaiah McKenzie in the slot, and you've got two good backs. I mean, Devin Singletary, I mean, he's solid. James Cook has some promise. But if you've got a shot at Christian McCaffrey, at Saquon Barkley, I don't think that Brandon Bean is going to have any problem throwing draft capital at either one of those players because – they sure as heck threw a lot of money at Von Miller when other teams weren't willing to go that far. I mean, a guy in his mid-30s that relies on agility off the edge. And you look at his draft class, a lot of those other guys that were studs, they, they, they've washed out of the league completely. So, But he's playing well. So I, I think if the, if the risk is calculated, if it's smart, um, they're going to go for it. And why not New York? We'll see what happens with the Giants if they can stay in the race. If they do, of course they're not going to trade Saquon Barkley. But if they're – teetering if they want to get something for him and they don't want to pay him i think that buffalo would at least make that that move to hey and they know they, right they know joe shane they know brian dable that relationship is there sorry i have to jump in for both of you josh allen does everything in buffalo he runs the ball he passes the ball yeah. why are you gonna let christian he mccaffrey the sit chicken there and, fingers what is up christian in the, McCaffrey, the yeah what what is mccaffrey or barkley gonna do on this team i've never seen a more qb centric team aren't you afraid of screwing that up a little bit i i don't know that you need to change anything in buffalo Maybe that's what they should do to an extent, though. They're so – I hate to be that guy, like, criticizing a team that's just embarrassing everybody. But if you're going to nitpick something, I mean, you don't want your your quarterback making this much money that an MVP frontrunner taking this many shots. I, I don't know. If you if you can hand the ball off to a back a little bit more, um, that I would think that's going to help Josh Allen. That, that definitely surprised me that he has taken off as a runner – this much this early in the season i thought they do what they did last year where they kind of unleashed him as a runner late in the season when they absolutely had to win to get into the dance um but i guess the way they look at it, hey he's got this superpower why would you neuter it right why would you just take this element away from josh allen's game and it's hard to argue with that logic Ty, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. Congratulations again on the book. You can pre-order it now. The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football. We love your writing. Obviously, your sub stack with Go Long. It's available for everybody. Uh, it's awesome. And thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks, Ty. Oh, no. Th- thank you, guys. You guys are the best. Th- thanks so much for the time. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.